0: no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Maximus podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Uh, We're going to sponsor ourselves today. You need to, right now, before you do anything else in your life, before you listen to this podcast. Pause pause the podcast. Go do this. Yes. I actually literally thought you were just telling me to (laughs) pause the podcast. I stopped for a minute. Um, (laughs) I was like, did I do something wrong? Anyway, go to the com. click the little, uh, it's like three lines, horizontal. It's, It's called a hamburger in the business it is yeah well i guess it kind of looks like a hamburger uh click join and then give us your money 24.99 a month or 199 for the year i do the 199 for the year option sign up for the maximus uh podcast Inner circle it has got daily doses of workouts it has got full workout programs it has got uh chat there's like a chat feature, so we can have discussions. Uh, Joe and I answer questions. We interact with members. There's videos you get from Joe and I every day about training stuff, uh, like secret tips that we uh, hold out from giving to the public because we don't yep. want them to know. Um, and and so yeah, I, I would I would join and support us, and it keeps the podcast in business. So if you like this podcast, even if you don't use the 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 the, the Maximus Podcast app, you're 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 getting your podcast. So. All right. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that's organic enough, Joe. I don't know.
2: And what 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 else do you need? I mean, we're we're rolling off the cuff here, folks. We're not scripted.
0: Yeah. Although I think we should have a script. I've been watching Colin Coward a lot. Yeah. One of my favorite broadcasters, him and Joy Taylor. And in the middle, he's always so smooth with it. <laughs> like he, there was one yesterday. He's like, "In Kawhi Leonard, uh, you know, he he didn't play a great game." But the Denver Nuggets, uh, you know, uh they they, they still lost because the rest of the guys from the Clippers uh came through. And by the way, have you ever been interested in manscaping? Manscaped.com to cover all your and i'm like holy shit like it was just smooth, Joe. That, that, and it, that was like,
2: a good example for a second there. I thought you were asking me. I was like, wait, what? 30,
0: 30 seconds into it, you're like, oh, when teacher meeting an ad. You know what I mean?
2: oh that's good
0: he did he did one he was he was talking about i think lebron he's like playoff lebron was back in full swing he looked alpha he looked ready to dominate speaking of domination how has your testosterone been (laughs) impacted testosterone to raise your oh my god like i've almost ordered stuff from him he's so smooth that's amazing i love it so we should have like a way to like sink that in you know what i mean
2: We'll keep right, working well, on it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we're going to hire like some acting coaches. We're going to get into this. This would be a good
0: deal. Yeah. You make some money. Anyway, Joe, yep. you know, I have an important topic to talk, talk, talk about today. All right. What I, are we talking about? I didn't really run it by you, No, nope. but I've had requests about this. Okay. Shredding. All right. And by shredding, I mean, things that you can do to get lean, to look aesthetically good, to burn that unwanted body fat, all those type of things. Speaking of unwanted body fat, the real way to do it is to go to the Maximus Yeah. A
2: hundred percent. I mean, all, yeah. all the secrets are in there. I mean, we, we'll talk on this podcast about like, there ain't no secrets. You just got to work hard and dial in your nutrition, but honestly, all the secrets are in, in the inner circle.
0: Mm-hmm. So shredding one of the main, I'm going to say probably the, the main thing that the fitness industry pushes Joe is burning body fat and looking good. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yes. So that and and I'll put I'll put booty workouts are like a good good second place.
0: Yeah, but your booty's going to look good. I mean, for the most part, if you're lean. Yeah. And people that are lean and exercise tend to have nicer bodies. That don't. But mm-hmm. there's mass gain. A lot of people aren't into that. I mean, let's face it. Most people, and I say this at seminars, most people just want to look good naked. Yep. That's their entire goal. And so there's all these programs around shredding and there used to be the six-week cut the three-week cut drop 12 pounds in two weeks three months i mean almost all fitness products are based around looking good and when you see somebody in hollywood that people are talking about it's usually they're shredded yeah yeah. they're they're burning body fat like the, the the latest one is let me tell you holly berry looks tremendous period but for 50 years old, she's out of this world. And yeah. everyone wants to know what her diet is and how she stays lean.
2: Oh, and I remember when uh, uh, X-Men came out and everybody wanted to look like Hugh Jackman all of a sudden, you know, and then, and then Men's Health, God bless them, but they had like 15 different articles that show like his real training protocols.
0: Because uh-huh. this is what people want to know. But what I want to focus on for this podcast, show is not the training because- the training doesn't matter that much, in my opinion. If you want to look good, the human body is going to look good in the absence of fat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you, if you were to look at Brad Pitt and Fight Club, he's not an overly muscular human being.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Jason Statham has a great physique, but he's not an overly muscled human being. I mean, when Jason Statham wears a suit and a shirt, it doesn't look out of place. Yeah, yeah, and, and what I'm trying to do, like the comparison I'm trying to draw, is if you've ever seen Triple H for the WWE, if you've seen The Rock, those guys in a suit, they're heavily muscled. Yeah, like they're ginormous people. Uh, our friend Tom Hopper, yeah. Tom Hopper with his shirt off, looks he has <laughs> one of the best physiques I've ever seen in my Speaking life. Speaking of which, I was uh, looking
2: at at Tom Hopper's Instagram. He had pictures from season two of Umbrella Academy, and of course he plays the I don't know what the character's name is, the big Hulkin dude, right? And he's got that suit on. And I was like, I want to start a rumor that he only wore the suit in season one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) he's just, he's like, "Ah, I can't, I can't let prosthetics do this for me. Like I gotta, I gotta take charge. And so he is that big, but even looking at him in that suit, like you can tell he's a big dude. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Even though that it's like, yeah, this is supposed to be like comic book, right? This is supposed to be like beyond belief. Like it isn't beyond belief. Like his arms are actually that long you know, his shoulders are actually that wide. Like it's, it's really kind of interesting to look at. I mean,
0: he's got a beautiful physique, but my, my, my point about it is he doesn't look like a juice monkey. No, no, no. not walking around here with just muscle stacked on muscle muscle. Like he looks like a real athletic human being. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is the best look for a physique, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You don't, you don't need to be out there bench pressing and lunging and jumping and doing all these things. I mean, if you really watch your diet, you're going to have a fairly good looking physique. It doesn't mean you're fit. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. you can perform well, but you can get looking good. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, and let's be clear, like looking good
2: and being good are two different things, right? Because uh-huh. you, get, you get what you train for. And, and people often ask that about like, oh, you know, you're training actors. How, how do you get them to look so good? That's like, well, because looking good is all that's, that's important it doesn't matter how much they can bench press. And you and I have talked about this before, but like, what is a rock bench press? Like, who cares? It's not important. Yeah. You know, yep. it's like, he looks like he can bench press. That's a much more important thing. And so if he has to lose 30, 40, 50 pounds on his bench press to look a certain way, he's going to do it because it's just much more important. Yeah. But, and I'm glad you brought that up.
0: Cause let's back this train up a bit. I, 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 I think we're sounding like training's not important, and that's not what we're <laughs> no, 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 super important. <laughs> More probably uh, back to Tom Hopper for a minute. Tom Hopper is an incredibly capable and fit human being. Yeah, he is he trained his ass off. Yeah, he does. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there and I'm sorry if this offends anybody. Actually, I'm not sorry because I live to offend people. But here's the deal, Joe. You're probably not gonna not you, but these people out here are not gonna train as hard as Tom Hopper's training. No. His garage is a kid at a gym and the guy trains yep. like a like, like a goddamn animal. Yeah. Rock, you're probably not gonna train like the rock trains. Yeah. His workouts are savage. Um, so so these these two guys, Jason Statham trains really hard too. Mm-hmm. So these three guys, if you're if you're sitting at home and you're listening to this and you're in not that great a shape and you're a dad or a mom with three kids and you got all these other commitments probably not training two to three hours a day busting your ass you probably i mean i'm sorry to tell you this you probably don't have it in you right yeah it's not gonna be sustainable like joe a lot of people that want to want to do this kind of shred thing they're beginners that don't have a big work capacity you can't do the work to get there
2: But I want to, I'm going to back the train up even further because something you said was we're not going to focus on the training. And I think that's where everybody screws this up is they'll go out and they'll buy some super, super hard training program and they'll go all in on it. And, you know, for a week, two weeks, maybe they're sticking with it, but it's, it's way beyond their reach and they end up just kind of falling off and then sort of halving it and, and, and not being able to finish the whole thing. And in the meantime, the thing that's really important, dialing in their nutrition is completely sabotaged by the fact that they're just training way beyond their ability.
0: So I have this theory that you can only put a certain amount of energy into various activities. Mm -hmm. And most people that I've met who are training twice a day for three, four hours a day and really get after it, they just don't have the time, not the time, the energy psychological energy left to watch their diet. Right. They come home, they're wiped right out and they make a bad choice. I mean, it almost yeah. happened to me this morning. I did a really hard workout and I came home and I am to my diet right now because I am trying to shred up. And honestly, it took me some willpower to not just go in the cupboard and grab whatever I could find. Right. Right. Because I used all my willpower for the workout. Now, conversely, and we know these people, they're so anal about their diet and weighing and- that they don't train hard because they don't have any psychological energy left for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, Believe me, there's, you there's, know I mean? there's, there's like, you know, internet gurus who are, who are very dedicated to nutrition. I mean, incredibly dedicated to, to knowing every molecule, you know, and every protocol and every, you know, uh, your, your, your gut balance and your flora in your, in your intestines and like all this crazy stuff. And then they, they just don't look great because they don't also train.
0: No. So you, you, you kind of have a mix, but the reason I say training is not important because if your goal is to look good, you can almost do anything and anything's going to work. Yeah. We could, we could simplify the training part, Joe, by saying show up for an hour a day and just move. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do body weight stuff, do body weight stuff. You want to skip, skip, you want to run, run. You want to do playground workouts. Cool. Ninja warrior stuff. Cool. Like Mm -hmm. as long as that's what you're doing and you're watching your diet, you're probably going to have a good result. You don't need some secret training program of the stars. Yeah. You know, uh, even, even for us, we're actually preparing for a couple of roles. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in a movie. I don't think, I mean, you tell me, you'd be my trainer. Would my physique look that much different if I did 50 pull-ups today instead of a hundred? No. Would it look that much different if I did dumbbell <laughs> press instead of handstand holds? Would it look that much? I mean, that stuff, yeah, it's important to like work your musculature a bit, but I don't think there's a secret formula that you have to have to look good.
2: Well, I mean, that's like the, the old bodybuilding thing, right? It's like you have push and you got to pull, you got to do uh, chest and tries back and by shoulders and legs got to hit everything from every conceivable angle. And it's like, yeah, if you want to go up on, on stage and you want to be beat like Mike Hearn at a bodybuilding contest, like, yeah, that's what you got to do. If you just want to look good, like it's not that important. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't have to hit my bicep from 16 different angles.
0: I just got to hit my biceps. Let's just go. And here's the other thing, big shoulders, small waist. You're going to be like that anyway, if you're lean. Yeah. There, there, there was something
2: in the, uh, the, uh, the 300 training protocol. Um, I'm trying to remember which article it was, but the, uh, it, God, I'm going to rack my brain about this, but the line was something to the effect of they wanted the, the Spartans to look like they had been adequately fed, but only just enough. Yep. Like, so like the calories had to just support the work that they were doing so that they looked fit. They looked lean. And there was like nothing left over Well,
0: the truth of that program. And I got a peek behind the curtain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Truth of that program was extreme calorie restriction and CrossFit twice a day. Yeah. That's all it was like just some CrossFit circuits and then, and then cutting calories. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like it wasn't that hard. The, the calorie restriction was the key. Yeah. And if people bought into the calorie restriction, the, the the CrossFit stuff helped transform them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why? Because CrossFit generally promotes big shoulders, small waist, mm-hmm. athleticism, looking good. So again, that's why we say the training's not important. But let's focus on the diet here, because Joe, because this is where everyone falls down. Yeah. Yep. I am in the middle of a shredding diet right now. You know a little bit about the details, and I'll share them so we can kind of pick these things apart. Hmm. I'm doing three days of almost zero carbohydrate. Why zero carbohydrate? Because I want my body to burn fat, Mm -hmm. right? It's also a way to artificially keep my calories low. I've seen people who eat 1800 calories a day, who have a lot of carbohydrates that have tremendous results losing weight. I'm doing it the low carb way because that's a way to keep my calories artificially low. So I'm doing three days of really low carb. And then I'm doing one day of what I call a refeed, joke. Just a little more calories. And I put it back with carbohydrates to remind my body that food's plentiful, not to (laughs) shut down my fat metabolism. And honestly, psychologically, to just keep me on the train. Yep. Yeah. And that's huge. That's huge. With that, no processed food. Almost everything I'm eating is clean. Like as clean as you can get. And I'm doing a little bit of intermittent fasting, which I'm not doing a hard intermittent fasting. Like generally, Joe, people will do like four hours of eating in like a 22 hour or a 20 hour fast or whatever it is. Yeah. Some people do eight hours of eating. I'm just kind of like, to be honest with you, skipping breakfast. Mm-hmm. Just and again, calorie restriction. That's really all I'm doing. It's not that complicated. It's not that hard it's not that difficult. But the reason I wanted to tell you that, and you're doing a very similar thing by the yeah. way, is because it doesn't really matter what calorie restrictive diet you're on, whether it's zone paleo. I mean, I, I think the key is you just need to eat less than you take. Sorry. How do I word this? It it, it has to do with ca- uh, caloric expenditure, Yeah, but you want to burn more calories than you're taking it. Yep. And if you do that, you will lose weight i promise you people can sell you on all these tricks and and you have to have no carbs and you can't eat before <laughs> bed blah 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 but really joe it's just finding the right way for you to psychologically stomach eating less food yeah exactly and i and i'm relatively low carb most
2: of the time anyway i mean like if i get 100 grams of carbs in a day that's me going off the rails yep you know what I mean? And, and part of the reason for that is, is because I've struggled with carbs for a long, long time. And it's as I've managed to dial in my nutrition and kind of figure out what works for me. Um, it just seems to be the thing that works for me. And so, like you said, it doesn't really matter what you know tactics you use as long as you're driving that, that deficit. But I would say that differently. I would say it does matter because you want to use the tactics that are going to work for you. If you use yeah. if, like if, if you're just not wired for a carnivore style diet, like the low carb thing could be pretty hard for people, you know? I mean, so you, you gotta, you, I mean, you're not going to figure it out right the first time. I mean, that's rare, but as
0: long as you're driving that deficit, you're going to be going the right direction. There's a big portion of this that honestly, you guys listen is just psychological manipulation mm-hmm. because that's why people fail. They lose willpower. Right. And for most people, There's not enough of a penalty or a reward to enforce like a lack of willpower. You know what I mean, Joe? Well, I mean, look at, look at this. So
2: we, we're involved in this film project, right? Yep. And we're both really dialed in right now. I mean, really dialed in, you know, earlier when I was just like, yeah, I'm going to try to lose weight. Like there's nothing on the line, you know? So if I want to, if I want to relax the rules a little bit on the weekend, you know, if I want to, uh, have a little treat here or there. Like, there's no, no reason for me to say no, because I'm not in a hurry. I'm still day to day, you know, doing what needs to get done. But like now it's like, I am dialed in because there's a, there's a, a date in the distance here that's looming and I got to be ready by that date. And so if you've got that reward or you've got that thing that's coming up like that is really, it can help you stay focused oh, yeah. and, and, and take things like all the way to eleven where you might be comfortable floating around like a
0: five, you know? Well, let's face it. If you're a person at home listening to this, you're 20 pounds overweight. You're probably not losing your job if you don't get ripped, right? You're probably not losing your marriage. If you don't get ripped your day-to-day life, it's probably not going to improve astronomically. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're all of a sudden ripped and then you're getting discounts everywhere you go and free stuff and, your Instagram goes up a million followers and you're getting money. Mm -hmm. So there's just, there's not enough of a punishment or a reward to really keep you on that train when you get hungry. So you got to find a way to psychologically manipulate yourself to make a diet easy. Because I can promise you, if it's not easy, you're not going to stick to it. Yeah, 100%. I shouldn't say easy. If it's overly difficult, you're not going to stick to it. People can put up with a little bit of discomfort. But why would you put up with extreme discomfort? So for me, Joe, I've went the low, low, low carb route because a lot of the things I naturally enjoy eating are low carbohydrate anyway. Mm -hmm. So I, I, yesterday I had bacon and eggs for, for my, my lunch. I love bacon and eggs. Like I could eat that all the time, even if I'm not quote unquote dieting, that's something I would reach for. Yep. For my next meal, I had some ribeye steak. Again, not suffering. Like, shit, I once ate steak for 100 days. Like, I'm fine. Ribeye is a great choice for me. Yeah. And then before bed, I had a little bit of brada cheese and some meatballs and some Italian sauce. Again, not suffering. Something if we went out for dinner, I would probably order on a menu. Yeah, exactly. If I I started telling you all the things I ate, it's all things I really like. Like, frankly, Joe, I don't really miss the bread. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't really miss the, 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 the pasta. I don't really miss the rice. I don't really miss the potatoes. That's not stuff I would fill up and on any way. That's stuff I was eating to gain weight. Yeah, exactly. Here's the other thing I find. It's really easy to fill your belly on a ribeye steak without what I call going overboard calorically for the day. So when I, when I have a uh, ribeye for breakfast, a ribeye for lunch, and a ribeye for dinner, it gets to the point where I'm just really full and it's hard for me to finish them, Joe. Yeah. On the other hand, it's real easy to eat a whole tub of ice cream or eat a whole bag. <laughs> yep. You
1: know
0: what I mean? Like it, it, just, it just goes down so easy. You'd said something to me on the phone not long ago about how you just feel satiated off of meat. Mm-hmm. You have a big ribeye and you're like, I could go the whole day without eating after eating that. Yeah, I'm good. I, well, I end up eating like kind of like a
2: snake, you know, Well, I will have like an eight ounce, I, I usually do a strip steak, like a New York strip. I just like a meaty like that, but I'll yeah. have that steak. And like, I'm good. Like it just, yeah. it takes a long time to digest. My, my energy stays kind of level. Like I'm good. And, and I mean, I'll, I'll kind of walk you through even my, my typical day lately, because I'll usually do like a, um, this this has been my, my absolute favorite breakfast lately is I'll cook up some, uh, some bacon and some breakfast sausage. Yeah. Uh, and then in the grease, I'll actually fry up some catfish. I'll oh. have these catfish fillets and it ends up being like, like honestly, four ounces of catfish, like two breakfast sausage and two bacon. Yeah. And we're talking like right about 500 calories total. And like, I'm good for a while.
0: You yeah, know what you I mean? Like feel good. Like it yeah. promotes a feeling of fullness. Whereas if you had a bowl of cereal man, you can go through a box of cereal fast.
2: Yeah, I can sit down and eat a whole box of Lucky Charms before I even realize that I'm starting to feel full.
0: Yeah, and this is very common with a lot of people. Like things like M&M's, trail mix, uh, rice you can go overboard on, oatmeal you can eat a ton off, fruit you can eat a ton of. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen people just go down on a fruit platter. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying fruit's bad for you, but calories start adding up. Yeah. Is you can't stop eating it. Whereas like last night, Joe, I should have been hungry because I'm in a pretty big calorie deficit. And after five meatballs, I was like, you know, I'm kind of good. That's it. Like, and I'm not wanting for anything else. That's the key is finding stuff you can eat where you're not walking around a half hour later feeling hungry or feeling psychologically like you need to fill your belly. Yeah. Right? Now, the rules, Joe... I'd love to tell you that you should only eat 500 calories a meal. Mm -hmm. I'd love to tell you that you should eat six small meals a day. Like I'd like to give people a solid rule set, but it doesn't seem to matter for, for some people, again, it's psychological management having 500 calories a meal. So they don't overeat and eating five to six times a day really works. Yeah. And people will tell you all the science behind it. You don't want to crash your metabolism. You want to remind your body that food's plentiful. You want to have a constant you know, digestion through the day, blah, 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 blah. But for every person that that works for, there's another person who does well on the warrior diet. Yeah. And yeah. what I mean by the warrior diet is eat one big meal a day and that's it. That's why I say eating like a snake.
2: Just mow yeah. down so, all your calories in a sitting and you can eat again tomorrow. So what it
0: ends up being is just total calories. Mm-hmm. I don't care how... You know what I mean, Joe? Yeah, yeah. Theor- theoretically, theoretically, you could eat at McDonald's just once a day and take in eighteen hundred calories, and just do that every didn't, day. You still, Jordan, get- Jordan Siet did that,
2: where he yeah. was like he was having a Big Mac every day, and he still lost like eight pounds in a month. Yeah, because if that's all you're
0: eating, you're going to be in yeah. extreme calorie deficit. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that's good for health and long term longevity, mm-hmm. but if you're happy just having dinner at McDonald's every night, then that's it. Fill your boots. Yeah. You know what I mean? And especially- uh, well, I'll
2: say there's, there's a big difference between like optimal and effective, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it could work. It could be effective. It's probably not optimal. I
0: mean, I think Brad Pitt was saying for fight club, all he did was eat McDonald's and smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. But if you're only eating McDonald's once a day, you're going to end up real ripped. Yeah. You know, you go in and what, what's a McDouble like 300 calories.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you can you can get smart on the menu if you want to, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Cuz even a Big Mac like no bun, no mayo,
0: like it's yeah. not that bad. Yeah, so I mean like you can you can do these things, but the key is to find a psychological way to trick yourself into not overeating.
2: Now, I want to I want to switch this over to the flip side of this whole thing because we're trying to drive this calorie deficit. And we said like the specifics of training aren't necessarily as important, but training is important because there's a big difference. If you, if you've cut your calories by like a thousand per day, and then you're burning a thousand calories of, of exercise a day, like you're in a 2000 calorie deficit. Yep. But if you cut your calories 500 and then you're burning, you know, 1500 calories a day exercising, you're driving the same deficit, but you're doing it in a different way. So there's okay. different ways that you can kind of dial that up or down. Right. Yep. And so there's, I, I say it's, it's like a balance on a scale. You need to eat enough to support the exercise Right? You need to, to eat enough to support your your ideal body weight. And I think this is, this is a question I actually get a lot. When people are like, okay, I'm 20 pounds overweight, so I need to calculate sort of my basal metabolic rate, and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, well, do I use my metabolic rate for the weight I'm at and then pick a deficit or for the weight I'm going for? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, should I eat to support the body that I want and then just expect my body to do it? And my answer is always, You can do it either way. It's just how deep are you willing to cut? Like, how hard are you willing to work to make that extra little difference? Because the deeper you cut, and we've talked about this before, if you make a really, really steep cut, it's really hard to maintain it. Yeah. If you go back to eating like you were, you know, 12 weeks prior, like you will gain weight so fast. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, your body's just going back to where it's supposed to be. So if you're trying to, to, to make a lifestyle change, like you kind of have to approach it carefully, slowly and with as small a deficit as you can actually maintain. And, and yeah. the hard thing that where, where I think a lot of folks trip up, especially when they get into the weighing and measuring is it ain't that accurate anyway. You know, I can weigh out a bunch of different steaks that all weigh eight ounces and they might have slightly different macronutrients. They might have, you know, 10 more calories here, 15 more calories there. Like it's never going to be super precise, super accurate. So you're kind of like, it needs to be a wide enough deficit that at least you're in a deficit. You know, you're, you're trying to hit a moving target every day.
0: I really like your thing about though, and you didn't say this, uh, specifically, but kind of taking it slow Mm -hmm. because a lot of people, here's the funny thing. I've been preaching, Oh, well my shred up diet is easy. Like I, I had no problem cutting out carbohydrates. I have no problem watching what I eat. Mm -hmm. What's funny about that Joe, is my diet wasn't that bad to begin with. Yeah. Like, yes. Like let's have a real talk. Everyone. Yes. On Instagram, you'll see me eat McDonald's. Yes. You'll see me eat pretty bird fried chicken. Yes. You'll see me eat, uh, some candy once in a while. You know what I mean, Joe? Mm -hmm. But I may only be having that bad meal once every three days or four days. I'm not eating that stuff daily. I put a stat up out of 150 posts on Instagram, 15 were bad food. So really I'm only trying to clean up 10% of my diet. That's not that difficult to do. Therefore I'm sitting up here being preachy saying, Oh man, it was easy to clean up like no big deal at all. Well, when you eat healthy nine out of 10 meals. Yeah. It's not that hard to go without the 10th. Yeah. Yeah. What about, what about the person that eats badly every meal of every day? Yeah. It's a lot of work. And, and, <laughs> and I'm out of touch with it, Joe, because my definition of eating bad would be someone's healthiest week ever. Not, <laughs> not everybody. Cause there are people who really take it to a whole extreme with, organic and weighing and measuring and macros and times and all this stuff i get it like i'm not i'm not there but for the average person i mean you guys out there have any idea and it's probably you like that's listening to this right now how bad your diet is the average american consumes 39 gallons of soda a year (laughs) holy shit joe like i i don't think i've had a gallon in the last three years. Yeah. One gallon. You know what I mean? I I actually, cause sometimes I'll have an alcoholic beverage and I mix my, my Henny with a little bit of Coke or a little bit of ginger ale. You Mm. know what I mean? Or like Mm -hmm. ginger beer. And it's funny. It takes me a whole week to go through a bottle of Coca-Cola, like a 500 milliliter bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Like a whole most, most folks will down that in a matter of minutes. And Mm. I'm, I'm pouring when I say a whole week to go through it, I'm throwing it away because it's completely flat by the end of the week. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I can't tell you the, remember the last time I finished off a bottle. You know what I mean, Joe? Well,
2: this, and, this, this, this is funny because like uh, uh, CrossFit was going after Coke like really hard for a while. And there was a, a big movement in the, uh, the fitness industry about these, these mega corporations and how they're just flooding us with all these like sugary drinks. And I'm just thinking, like, I can't even remember the last time I had an honest to God Coke.
0: Yeah. You know, me either. like,
2: like they're not—they're not forcing people to eat this stuff. It's not no, Coke's it problem. I mean, it's this is a, a capitalist society. People want the stuff; they're just supplying it. If Coke doesn't do it, someone else will. But like, it comes down to your your personal will, you know. Yeah. What, what do you want to do with this? Uh, going back to your example, like you know, you didn't have a lot of cleaning up to do. The the six months we've been in COVID, I've been running what I call a ninety percent carnivore. Yeah. Which is, you know, five days a week, I am strict, strict, strict carnivore. And then on the weekends, like I might have a bun with my burger. Yeah. Or Or that was me cheating or I'll have a beer on Friday night when I'm having game night with the guys. Yeah. You know what, Or, or like a nice scotch has been my thing lately. Um, like that, that was me going off the rails. Yeah. You know, and I've been making steady, slow and steady progress to where I'm at the point I'm at now. And now it's like, now I need to really dial in and get ready for this role. But like, my point is like, I don't have, I don't have to completely revamp everything. No, but so, it's so for me, like going low carb, it's just like,
0: yeah, of course. It's easy, like that's, just a, that's what I do. It's also, you're only giving up one beer a week. You're not giving up three a day. Yeah. And you're also not giving up. I, I mean, I, I cannot believe this is true, but it is your, Flaming Cheetos, Coca-Cola, and Reese peanut butter cups for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> for lunch, you go to Jimmy John's and have the chips and a soda on the side. And for dinner, you're too lazy to make your own food. So on the way home, you stop at McDonald's. I mean, that's how a lot of people eat Joe.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No wonder they have such a hard time. Or they're on the four to six hundred grams of carbohydrate diet a day. Yeah. And then when you decide to go to no carbs, it is fucking hard. Not only because you're cutting carbs and there's an energy thing that happens. Also, psychologically, you're having to change everything.
2: Yeah. And that is that's like a whole nother kind of energy, too. Right. So if you have to worry about like changing all these behaviors, like it's super overwhelming. You know, it's really, really hard. And, And, you know, working with with clients when I'm coaching online. Uh, it's real common that, you know, I'll be working with a guy and like the rest of the family is not on a diet. And so they've got to, they've got to try to figure out behaviors around like allowing the kids to have their snack foods, nope. but not going into that cupboard. You know, knowing that, yeah. that that's off limits and and fighting all of that temptation, as opposed to just being able to clean the house out.
0: You know, it's almost like the automatic behavior. You know what my automatic behavior is when I walk to the fridge to pull out brawda cheese, salami, ribeye, more mm-hmm. like a chicken. Yeah. That's it. Like that's my first instinct. So it doesn't take me much energy to, to stay on a diet. If my first instinct was to pull out a Coca-Cola and then get a bag of chips, you got to fight against that Joe
1: because
0: you will do what's comfortable for you to do. I had a talk with some jujitsu people. It's a little off topic, but it'll make sense. They wondered why uh, people weren't coming back to class after covid It is easy to show up at class when you go every day. Mm -hmm. It's easy to show up to class three times a week when you've been going three times a week for six months. If you haven't gone for three months, you know how hard it is to show up and how you let that slip. Yeah. Yeah. No different than your game night. When it's always Friday night, you just go whether you want to go or not. Mm -hmm. If you haven't done it in two months, it is too easy to say, nah, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you fall out of the habit. You know what I'm talking about? Well, so-
2: I, I'm going to, I'm going to flip that around though. I mean, if I've been doing carnivore for six months, it's like effort for me not to do it now. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not like, it's not like it's just this uphill battle and then you get up to the top and it's over. It's like, no, you, you can make these kinds of changes, but yep. if you can set yourself up so that doing the hard thing becomes the easy thing, like that's well, how you're going to make it. That That's how I can say like, Oh yeah, leaning no, out. It's not that hard.
0: And let's, let's be real. You and I are doing this like no carb thing, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to invite you over, Joe. I'm going to buy you a plane ticket. You're going to fly out in two weeks. You got it. Yep. You're going to hang out with me. We'll start this on a Monday. You ready for this? And you tell me if this sounds difficult to you. All right. Monday morning, we're going to wake up at 7am. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to open your beady little eyes in the, in the, in the guest bedroom. You're going to stumble upstairs And I'm like, Joe, I am so happy to have you here. I made you bacon and eggs, and I used real farmers market quality sausage, real, like real bacon, and like really good eggs, and a little bit of aged Kerrygold cheddar. And I make you a breakfast scramble. Are you going to complain or not complain? I will not complain. I mean, and and if you're listening to this, you're probably going to be pretty damn happy you know maybe throw a little green pepper in there maybe onion maybe garlic but you're not suffering right in fact if would you rather have that or would you rather me pour you a box of half stale lucky (laughs) Charms? okay so, so okay we got that then for lunch right you come upstairs and you're like hey man uh you hungry i'm like joe What a coincidence. I've just been smoking (laughs) wings on my Traeger for the last hour and a half. And I give you delicious apple spiced wings. You're suffering or not suffering? Not suffering. And then for dinner, you're like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really hungry. I was hoping you had a bag of Cheetos. And I'm like, Joe, I actually don't have Cheetos, but I did fly in from Japan some A5 Wagyu. (laughs) I mean, like, it sounds, oh, and then you're hungry. One more. You're hungry for a bedtime snack. You're like, man, you got anything good? Like, you got some of those goldfish? Well, Joe, actually, (laughs) I don't have goldfish. uh, And I'm not talking the animal goldfish. I'm talking the little little, little crackers. The little crackers. I'm like, Joe, actually, I don't. However... I do have handmade super salami. I have burrata cheese that's been, you know, cultivated by hand by Italian monks. And I have Marcona almonds with salt and a uh, very expensive olive oil. You're not again, you're not fucking suffering. Well, like but, but like put those two cake. things
2: out. Put those like there's a plate with a little bowl full of goldfish and then a plate with all that on it and say you can only pick one.
0: Like the choice is really obvious at that point, you know what I mean? Yeah. The example I used to people is uh, there's a chef Gordon Ramsay. If you don't know who he is, check his stats. You should know who he is. If you don't, you live under a rock. Hmm. Michelin star winning chef, one of the highest regarded chefs in the world. Nobody goes to his restaurant and says, "Hey, uh, do you guys have any goldfish and Snickers bars?"
2: (laughs) I'll just have I'll just have the chicken tenders, please. Like a little toddler. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he would call you, I mean, he, he would call you a French pig and tell you to get like, <laughs> out of his restaurant. Oh, he likes, he, you know, it's one of my, he likes calling people twat as well. Yes, yes. You fucking, you fucking twat. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, this guy's mad. But like, you wouldn't go to his restaurant and have that. There's another French chef I love, uh, French trained, I mean, his name's Hubert Keller. hmm and I went to his restaurant in Vegas, and I ordered a short rib and, like, this pureed carrot. Holy hell, it was fucking good, Joe. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't sit there being like, hey, do you guys have, like, a bowl of nacho chips? <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Like, nobody wants like, So I don't understand fundamentally why people have such a hard time eating the right thing. And I think it's a psychological thing where they're just not used to it. Well, I, I,
2: I feel like con, convenience is such a big part of that, right? Like the reason people like eating at McDonald's is because it's easy. You just pull up to the window, you give the guy some money, and then you get like a decent burger, some fries, you know, your milkshake, whatever you're getting. It's convenient, you know? Um, but think about it. If, if, if I had you over and you, and you know, I put two plates in front of you and on one is like a single cheeseburger from McDonald's. Yep, And on the other one is a burger I cooked on the grill, you know, made with, with meat that I picked up at the meat market here in town and seasoned myself, you know, and even put it on like a homemade bun. Like which one do you think is going to
0: be better? You're a good cook. It's, it's no choice. The the other thing you talk about convenience, uh, there's a a company in Salt Lake called Mm Criminelli. They're an Italian company. Uh, and they make these little snack packs. It's got like super soda salami. Mm -hmm. It's got like provolone cheese. And it's got like some Marcona almonds. You get a little pack and you just open it. How much more convenient do you need something to be? Yeah, I mean, really. You know what I mean? Like I, I could literally, I was talking about the broader thing. Uh, I, could, I could shut this podcast down. It's, it's uh, you know, whatever time it is. And in five minutes, Joe, I can have a charcuterie board assembled. Mm, yeah. What, what more convenient? And by the way, that would be me assembling it like I'm going for presentation, trying to impress somebody. literally I can pull a package of really good salami out of the fridge and a package of really good cheese and the almonds out in, in 25 seconds. Yeah. It's, it's just, people don't think like that. And so what you got to do is you got to go make a list of healthy food that you really like and go to the grocery store and just fill your fridge with that. Mm -hmm. You'll figure it out. Don't have bad food in the house. Now we've kind of been talking about the calorie, Uh, deficiency or calorie restriction right yeah but another big part of this joe and i think this is the most important thing just eat real food yeah yeah like if you can get rid of all the processed food i'm gonna say it's almost impossible no matter how much you eat to get fat yeah i mean it really is it's like like
2: you got to eat a lot of well i mean i'll go to the extreme but like broccoli. Yeah. You could, you could eat broccoli from the moment you wake up until the moment you go to sleep all day long and you still would be in a calorie deficit.
1: Well, for sure. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's impossible to. to
2: overeat, but if you're going to go like get, get, well, I, we said it before, like a good steak. It is really hard to overeat steak. You're going to eat until you're just like, I'm done. Yeah. You and know, especially if
0: meal after meal after yeah. meal. You know what I mean? And so the general rule becomes if you can find it growing on some type of plant or you can kill it, you can eat it. If not, you can't have it. I yeah. just talked with a client the other day. What's better, pizza or steak? Well, steak, why? Because there's no fucking pizza tree. There's no, like. Yeah. Let's, let's look at the food that makes people fat, right? There's no pizza treat. Mm. There, there, there's, there's no French fry tree. There's, there's no pancake treat. There's no Dorito tree as much as I wish there was one. There's no flaming Cheetos tree. Like if you started, and I don't have a problem with a good bunless burger, but yo, there's no burger tree either. Yeah. Like if you start eliminating all this stuff and you're like, you're allowed fish, chickens, and cows, and shit that grows on plants, you'll never overeat and you'll never be fat. Yeah. You'll look damn good. On the other hand, Go look at the people who eat processed food, mm-hmm. and what? Or, or
2: a really good exercise I have people do this is you know you got to go to the grocery store, look at what people have in their cart. Yep. Look at the person. Look what they're eating.
0: Like it tells a story. It really tells a story. It's not that difficult. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So so your basic rules are figure out a way to cut calories in a good way. Keep yourself. I'm I'm going to say Joe under two thousand a day. If you're under 2,000 a day, you're gonna rip up super fast. Yeah, Yeah. as a general rule, yeah. That's general, it's not for everybody. If you're a, you know, 250 pounds, uh, you know, and already fairly lean like me, you're not gonna handle 2,000 calories a day. Like that's Mm -hmm. gonna be awesome, you're training four hours a day. But in general, if you eat under 2,000 calories a day of just real food, you're gonna see a lot of progress.
2: Well, I, I like the way you said that because the less you eat, the better the food is that you have to eat. Yeah, you know what I mean. You, your your
0: margin of error gets real small when you dial it down. Yep, and it's it's not that hard. And then every so often, give yourself the psychological chance to have a refeed. Don't change what you're eating; just eat more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they call it every every third day, every fourth day, every fifth day, every Sunday. Allow yourself to have 2,500 calories. Yeah. If you just did that, you would get real lean, real fast. Yep. If, if you're a type of person that likes regularity or rules, what I would honestly do, Joe, is I'd recommend an intermittent fasting type diet.
2: Yeah, that actually is, uh, that's really not difficult to implement.
0: Nope. I would, I would do kind of what I'm doing. Listen, I wake up, I go about my day. And I just make sure the first meal I eat is at noon. Mm-hmm. And then I can eat kind of what I want from noon to eight. I've already missed a couple of meals, you know, in the morning and from noon to eight, then I can just eat comfortably and, and keep it real food. And yeah. what it does is it allows me to stay in a calorie deficit without counting and weighing and measuring. Cause I would yep. go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, sometimes I'm a little hungrier certain meals than others. So sometimes at noon, Joe, I will eat like a 16 ounce ribeye. Mm -hmm. And then for the rest of the day, I'm just having like a few nuts and like pieces of cheese. I I think about
2: it this way. So uh, do you know how many calories are in an eight ounce New York strip?
0: I mean, I want to say 468.3, but I, I might not be right on that. 264. Oh, shit, I was way off. Yeah.
2: Now, ribeye is 664 because there's much more fat in a ribeye. Yep. Um, but, like, if I sit down and I eat an 8-ounce steak, which is a good-sized steak, yep. and I'm still hungry, and I eat another 8-ounce steak, am I going to be hungry? Like, probably not. And I've only eaten, like, you know, maybe 300 extra calories. Yeah. Versus... Being done, walking away, and then then you're walking past the cabinet that's got the graham crackers in it. And, just eat the and how, fast, how fast can you accidentally suck down a box of saltines? So just eat
0: the two. <laughs> just eat the, eat the two steaks. steaks. And so that gives you the freedom. If you're really hungry for breakfast, have two steaks. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like doing this thing. This is my personal preference. I don't like doing this thing where I got to be like, I'm only allowed 500 calories a meal. Yeah. And then at four I'm still starving. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. I want the freedom during that 12 to eight window. As long as I can keep it clean, I can eat what I want. Yeah. Yeah. That works really well for me.
2: And I'll say it. And, and for the most part, that's like my, my everyday, right? I'm like, my, my rules are real simple. When I'm hungry, I eat meat. If I'm not hungry for meat, I'm not really hungry. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you're hungry, you eat meat. And when you're not hungry, you stop eating meat. Yep. Those are the two rules you know, for, for, for being an effective carnivore. So on this diet, like, yeah, I am trying to keep my meals a little bit smaller, but my thing is like, okay, I'm going to walk away from the table after one New York strip. And if I'm hungry 20 minutes later, that's the question. What am I hungry for? Could I eat fish? Could I eat chicken? And if it's like, yeah, no, well then I'm not really hungry. I'm just bored. Or I'm probably thirsty. Right. Go get a drink of water. Go get my, my, my element T salt, which has been like my, my saving grace, yep uh, as of late um, if, if I'm hungry, go ahead and have that other steak, you know like it it's not super difficult for me to keep the meals smaller, but uh we, we were talking about this just yesterday, like you sat down to eat uh like half a rack of ribs and you were kind of feeling full yeah. And it's like, you know, sometimes it's just the way it is. And if you can get your stomach to the point where like, yeah, I'm pretty full after half a rack of ribs, guess what? I'm going to be eating less yeah. overall anyway. And the key is not suffering. Yeah. I didn't miss out. It ain't, I- it ain't, it ain't white knuckling it. That is never going to work, right? You're not just going to like bite your lip and force your way through, you know, three months of calorie deficit. That is never going to work.
0: So I felt pretty good off the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just not difficult. Now, here's the other thing though. It's also easier if you're in shape. Yeah, yeah. The longer you've eaten healthy and stayed active, like well, people are like, I'm, you know, how the hell are you losing so much weight? And how you, like you're really ripping up in the last two weeks. Well, yeah, because I already have a really good base to work from.
2: Yeah, and you know, the amount of muscle mass you have makes a difference, right? So, you know, if, I, if I'm walking around, I'm 220 pounds and I'm walking around and I have 90 pounds of muscle mass, that's very yeah. different than if I have 120 pounds of muscle mass.
0: There's actually a number, Joe. Uh, I've read that for every additional pound of muscle mass you have on your frame, mm-hmm. you burn 50 to a hundred extra calories yeah. a day depending activity level. So I'm going to say you and I have similar activity levels. Yeah. Um, I, I might burn a lot more because the sauna, mm-hmm. like spending it, you know, an hour in a sauna every night or 30 minutes in a sauna every night. Like that's an extra caloric expenditure. Yeah. But you're working out twice a day. I'm working out mm-hmm. twice a day. Let's, let's call it even. If I have even 20, how much you weigh right now? 220. I'm 252. People throw out this big boned bullshit. Like, <laughs> oh, well, your bones weigh a lot. <laughs> I promise you that our skeleton might only be two pounds different. Yeah. Because like, you're, you know, you're what? You're 6'4? 6'3? 6'3. So, I mean, yeah, you're three inches taller than me. Like but That's it's funny. It. Bones are light. Uh-huh. Like, the, the the range, I'm going to look this up to get you uh, a number here, just, just so you guys know, because I hate this. Well, he's big boned. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, so weight, I'm just Googling this right now, live time, weight of human skeleton. Here we go. Uh, the average male skeleton is 27 pounds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: the average female wants 23 pounds that's nothing joe it's four pounds yeah yeah so like if you were to look at the, at, the, at the difference between like you and your wife she'd be a lot smaller than you but it's only four pounds of skeleton yeah. it's not like your skeleton is like 30 pounds more than hers you know what i'm saying yeah and i've read i've read some different things that like human skeletons only range within a few pounds from the smallest person Mm -hmm. to the biggest person. Yeah. It's crazy. So let's get rid of that. So if I'm, if I'm, you know, 35 or 40 or whatever pounds heavier than you, if I've got, we'll call it 20 more pounds of muscle. That's it, Joe, just 20. Cause I don't think some of that weight's going to be fluid. Some of that weight's going to be organs like whatever. If I've got 20 pounds on you and that's it of muscle, I'm probably burning an extra 2000 calories a day that you don't. Yeah. Just hanging out. Fuck me, Joe. Like that's a lot of food. Yeah. So no wonder I can lean up so fast because I mm-hmm. can create a massive calorie deficit by carrying around a lot of muscle. Yeah. Well, and that's right. like, that, that's like
2: part of the key too, right? Like how do you, how do you lose fat, but maintain muscle? And that's why you do have to continue to train. You have to signal your body that you need muscle and you have to maintain adequate protein. Otherwise your body has no choice. You know, it's going to, it's going to want to get rid of the the metabolically expensive uh, uh, muscle for energy as opposed to fat. So again, you have to train, right? This was a question we actually had in the inner circle. I wanted to bring this up. The kind of training Right. And and we both agreed on this podcast
0: already. What what the fuck is the inner circle? Are you talking about are you watching AEW wrestling with Chris <laughs> Jericho? What can you explain The, Chris me? Jericho.
2: the can Maximus you? Podcast Inner Circle. You go to the, the Maximus podcast.com. You click on the little hamburger link, click join now, and for twenty-four ninety nine a month or one ninety-nine a year, you can get into this group. And we have our own little app. And the app will give you all the workout programs you ever need. You get access to the two greatest personalities in the fitness industry. Uh, you get access to a, a forum of support and, and, and back and forth chat. We've got group workouts that we do. Uh, we're doing a live workout on, on Monday for, for folks in there. And when you have questions, you can post them and, and get all kinds of answers on. And one and of the questions. You can get your stupid question answered live on the air. On, on the air. So the question right. was, like, when you're in a calorie deficit, when you're trying to get shredded, like, is it better to do more like mass gain uh, uh, training to try to to continue to grow muscle? Or are you better off just focusing on the calorie burn? And and my response in this was, I wanted to let some other people answer first before I jumped in. And, and then you brought this topic up, which is pretty much asking the same question, right? And, and my thing is like, it kind of depends where you're starting. If you're already pretty muscular, like you could just go for broke on the calorie deficit. Yep. You know, if you're, if you're you know pretty scrawny, you know, as far as like you, you don't have much, much muscle, then I would probably go the other route and say, you've got, you've got work to do, you know, like you've got to, to, to gain some muscle as you go along. So like, don't stop training that, but you can, you can drive a calorie deficit and still try
0: to build muscle. But it's, it's like competing signals and it can be really you know, frustrating. I've, I've always thought Joe that lifting some type of weight, and I don't mean actually lifting dumbbells and barbells. Cause you mm-hmm. could do this with pushups, pull-ups dips. Yeah. yeah. You could do this with burpees. You could do this with wall balls. Like, like what I call big cardiovascular drivers from CrossFit, mm-hmm. some type of resistance training. I think absolutely needs to be a part of any program. Yeah. I would never just want to run. Well, here's what I would say. If, if I didn't do
2: any lifting, I would probably lose a lot more muscle mass than if I'm doing some kind of a a resistance training along the way. Yeah. And you want, you you want that muscle mass to feed the engine. Exactly. Because like we said, the more muscle mass you have, the bigger your, your, your window is, you know, if I could put on 30 pounds of muscle, I could eat an extra thousand calories a day and still
0: lose weight. But the interesting thing about muscle too is people talk, we've been trained to talk about transformations mm-hmm. as weight loss. Right. It's not just weight loss. Mm-mm. Let me ask you a question what you weigh right now? 220. Exactly. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Would you look better or worse in a month if you were 220 still, but during that time? you lost 10 pounds of fat and gained 10 pounds of muscle. Oh, I'd look better. Like way better. Like yeah. it wouldn't even be close. Yeah. So I've had people that have made life-altering, earth-shattering, eye-popping, jaw-dropping transformations, and they've only lost two pounds on a scale. Yeah. How can that be? Well, if you lose 20 pounds of fat and gain 20 pounds of muscle, holy shit, you look like a different person.
2: Yeah. Now I will, I will point this out. If you're, you know, six foot tall and you're 230 pounds and 7% body fat, gaining muscle is going to be hard. Yes. I mean, like it's really hard to put on an extra pound of muscle, but if you're the same six foot, you know, two, 230 pounds, but you're at 30% body fat. Which by the way, most people are. Right. You're going to gain some muscle, even in a deficit. Like you've just oh, got to do the training. Yeah. You're not, you're not I, there yet. And I, and I would say this for people too, because they, they'll get caught up on, on the specifics of the training program. And they're so worried about, I don't know, developing an imbalance. And my, my philosophy is well, worry about developing an imbalance when you're developing an imbalance. Like right now you just need to get to work. You're so much
0: nicer than me. <laughs> you know what I said? Somebody the other day, what was that? You are fucking fat. You already have the worst <laughs> imbalance a human can have. They're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like you know, like you're worried about your hamstring versus your quad versus your your bicep versus your like supraspinatus strength. You have to like move your gut to find your peeper. Uh huh. By the way, I greatly enjoy now because I have little kids calling, calling my a peeper. <laughs> because it's like it's comedy, especially when you talk to adults. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Like if you have to slide your gut away to find your peeper to take a piss, shit man, why are you worried about imbalances? You're already imbalanced yes. to fuck. Like you're done. Yep. You're dying. So like don't worry so much about that I always love Joe, the people who worry about stuff that's way above their pay grade.
2: Well, and, and I love it too. It's like, well, I, I heard about this guy and he, he just started training for a marathon and he lost 30 pounds. Like, okay, cool. That's awesome. You know? And then somebody else will come up. Well, I, this guy was doing one of, you know, Jay Ferrugia's programs and he lost a bunch of weight. It's like, so what's the secret? Am I supposed to run or am I supposed to lift weights? Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just Ooh. do some damn work. Because in the end the, the whole, I mean, if we could sum up this past hour of conversation, it's like, you just got to drive a caloric deficit, Just drive, drive a deficit, use exercise to drive part of it and just dial in the nutrition as you go. And that's kind of what it takes.
0: Yeah. There's there's no like,
2: well, I I say there's no magic pill. I mean, yeah, you could take all kinds of drugs, but there's going to be all kinds of side effects for that too. Yep. You know, if you want to do this the right way, it's like, it helps if you've got time. And that's why the saying is the best time to start losing weight was six months ago. And the second best time is today. Yeah. So like, just start what you got to do and like, let's get there, but find
0: out how you're going to be able to maintain that deficit and just, that's the key. That's the key to this whole podcast. Psychologically, I don't give a shit what diet you're on. Yeah. Psychologically, what are you going to be able to stomach? Yep. That was, by the way, that was very punny. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, figure out what you're going to be able to stomach, because if you, if you can't if you can't maintain it, you're not going to do it. Like people do these fasts or these juice cleanses, or I'm going to, I'm going to eat arugula and strawberries for three weeks. Cool. Yeah. But like, you cannot fucking maintain that. I mean, if you can all the power to you, Joe, Mm -hmm. but people just cannot maintain that level of, even with working out, like the thing that I cringe at is the dude who wakes up. I actually have this guy in my gym. Awesome guy. And he is new and gung-ho. Right. I'm gonna come twice a day. Every no, you're not. You're gonna come three times a week for the next three months. hmm That's why I'm allowed to come. Yes, because you're out of shape and you look like shit and you're fat because you've quit over and over and over again.
2: Let me ask That's you, you a, let, let me ask you a question here, Bobby. Uh, let's say you got a credit card, and that credit card has a hundred dollar limit on it. Yeah. And it costs you 20 bucks to come to the gym. Yep. You come in on Monday and you spend 20 bucks. You come in on Tuesday, you spend 20 bucks. What's your balance by the end of one week? Maxed out. Maxed out. And you can't possibly come the next week, not until you've put some money back in that account. That's what I'm saying. But what happens if you come in on Monday and you put 20 bucks on the card and on Tuesday, you pay it off. And then Wednesday you put another 20 bucks on the card exactly. and Thursday, like after a while, your credit limit gets increased. Now you've got a thousand dollars on your credit card. Like now you can start affording to come
0: more. Yeah. Often. You can go more, but what, what I don't want to do is have this guy go crazy for three weeks and then quit.
2: Yeah. Cause, cause he'll, he'll overdraft his fitness account yeah. and he won't be able to balance it. And not he's got to give
0: not only that he'll overdraft his life account.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, like I, I'm I'm sure your wife and family is cool with you. Like, you've never went to the gym before. Now they're a little excited for you. You're going to get fit. But when you're gone out of the house for three or four hours every day, it's going to get real old, real fast to those people. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, no, you show up three times a week. At the other days of the week, I want you to go for a walk with your family. Just do that. Just figure that out so it can be long-term And maintainable Joe. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, it takes a special person. I was talking to Ronnie today, one of my best friends played in the NBA for years. There was like days in his career where he had a hard time getting out of fucking bed. Oh, yeah. But by the way, he went because he's super competitive and he was getting paid like $2.6 million a year. So Mm -hmm. I mean quite a bit. (laughs) But let me tell you. If you, if you are in the fourth day of your workout program at home and you're sore head to toe and you can barely get out of bed and you're 40 years old with a gut hanging over your pants and you are scared and nervous and don't know how you're going to do this, you're not getting out of bed. No. You know what I'm saying, Joe? So just like same thing with the diet, like just pick stuff that you can maintain. If you decide to go on, I'm going to eat pureed asparagus and chicken breast for the next <laughs> Good luck with that. Oh, I, don't, I don't know why, quote-unquote, diet food has to be the worst things you can imagine. I know. I know. Oh, my God. And again. All I got to eat can, is rabbit food. Like, no, I, I will not stick to that diet. You, you can go to Gordon Ramsay's restaurant or Cat Cora was on the podcast. You can go to Cat's restaurant and you can eat like a king and still have top-quality, healthy food. Yeah, Like, I, I mean, shit. Like, uh, it's funny. We're we're good friends with Viet Fam. hmm uh, I was just thinking of you, I yeah. I don't even fucking like fish. If he served me fish, I would eat it and like it. Yeah, he he's a he he's a world class chef. Everything he makes tastes good. So it's like I don't know. I feel like if Kat Cora made me a maybe a breakfast scramble for breakfast, and then some like yummy chicken for for dinner, or she has this Mesa Burger Joint, mm-hmm. she had a burger without a bun with like really good cheese, and then she made me some fish for dinner. Man, I would be fucking happy. Yeah. Again, like, not,
2: not suffering to get by, you know?
0: Oh, and, and what are the entrees at fancy restaurants, Joe? Steak and some kind of like side. Mm-hmm. Fish and a side. Some kind of chicken or lamb and a side. Like, yeah, you're good. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Well, and think about it, too. Like, what are the most expensive things on a menu? It's like yeah. steak and a side. And you're like, well, I don't want to spend, you know, 32 bucks for a steak. Well, great. I mean, go to your local grocery store and you could pick up a hell of good steak for 10 or 15 bucks a pound
0: and grill it your dang self or go go to the go to the go to the fucking 7-eleven gas station and get a bag of flaming cheetos and eat that like i mean that's another option come on you know what i mean (laughs) just it's not that difficult so guys hopefully this has helped you uh if you want more in-depth tips go to the maximus podcast.com click join by clicking that little three things a joke calls a hamburger and uh, give us your money and uh, in future podcasts. I'm, I'm going to write a script like Colin Coward does. Okay. You're going to throw some stuff in
2: there. Charlie. You got you to gotta, like go in front of the bathroom mirror and like practice your delivery. Oh, dude. He is so smooth.
0: It's not even <laughs> funny. Like it literally, I am just like listening to him and Joy Taylor. I can listen to those two talk. You know, the shows you just really good. Like, like, I just yeah. really like those two human beings. And I'm, I'm, by the way, he spends a lot of time in Utah. He likes skiing and stuff He needs to come to the Maximus gym So does she But Like I, I watch them And then They're talking about sports And I'm all into it And then 30 seconds later I'm like put my credit card in the phone And I'm like <laughs> I thought they were talking about Like the LA Clippers Or the Raptors <laughs> No Joe, It is You know You know what I'm talking about Because they simulcast Over TV and the radio Yeah yeah. And it is like Speaking of blah, 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 blah. I'm like Oh my god I need this <laughs> That's it, my man. I am going to uh, get some work done and continue ripping up. And and, and as we said, if you guys uh, want some uh, help, come over to the thebackswithpodcast.com. And Joe and I are happy to help you, guide you on your own personal transformation of self-discovery. Heck yeah. Let's do this. Because you're the last of a dying breed.